Hi, I'm Russ Camarda, an independent filmmaker and actor in New York, and in between the chances I get to do my creative projects, I love to sit down and talk with other artists to see how it is they do what they do, how they take art and use their craft to reveal truth to an audience. So in this series of conversations, you'll meet some people you may recognize, some people you won't recognize, but they're all independent artists and we'll get in-depth in a long-form conversation to see how it is they do what they do. Welcome to Art Craft Truth. This time on the Art Craft Truth podcast, we return to the live theater with Broadway actor Robert Anthony Jones, and in the conversation, he takes us through his whole journey from pounding the pavement, going on auditions as a young actor, to touring the world as a performer, eventually to leading to his dream of appearing on Broadway. I hope you enjoy it as much as we had fun doing it. Robert Anthony Jones. Yeah. All right, Rob, this is Russ, Rob, Russ, Rob. I'm going to back, be back behind the scenes. You guys just do your thing, and thanks for being here, Rob. Yeah, no, thanks for asking me. It's so good to see you. All right, I'm going to get out of your way now. We're going to start rolling the cameras and everything, and, like, we're on. Okay, so we're just, like, talking? And yeah, we're just going to talk. Uh, let me just set a couple of levels here so I don't kill my, blow my audio out of it. All right, so uh, so uh, welcome. First of all, uh, is it uh, is it uh, Robert or Rob? What do you prefer? Well, actually, uh People call me Raj because those are my initials. Raj, Robert I like that. No, I, you can call me whatever. But All right. If you're from my high school or uh, my early years, people call me Rob. Rob. Otherwise. Rob. All right. Well, we'll see what comes out. Maybe it, maybe Raj comes out in the middle. We don't. We don't know. So uh, so I guess Ed um, Ed gave you the uh, the the lowdown on this. Um, it's just we're just gonna have a casual conversation about basically. I mean, we'll go through your your career and kind of all the stuff you've done, but right. it's really how you do what you do. That's, that's the whole gist of the thing is yeah. I want to give people an idea of what it's like to do the craft, you know, to, yeah. to actually do it. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know how much, I don't know how much prep work I do, but I can give you well, that, that's non-prep work. Even better, even better. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go, go back a second. Oh, what sure. was that? Uh, it was like a cereal it, bowl of, it's a measuring cup. <laughs> this is what I drink my water. <laughs> For absolutely no reason. So it's just so you can keep a tab on where the uh, where the water levels at. You know, it didn't start as that, but then once pretty much like everyone who saw me do this made fun of me for it. I was like, I don't know why I do it. I just like to get a lot of water together. <laughs> but then I was like, but you know, I can actually count the water going down, so I know how much water I'm getting. That's I, awesome. I did a Zoom with. This was like last year. I did a Zoom with. Uh, a friend of mine who was doing it for a class and I didn't I, I don't even realize that I have it and I started drinking and I saw the, and I was talking and I saw the entire class go <laughs> I was like all right I drink out of a measure that's right well that is I've never seen that before so I may I, I think I'm gonna adopt that myself just just because it looks so cool um and it's a good uh, conversation icebreaker, which is nice. Exactly. And then when you're, it's plastic. I only do plastic, so uh -huh, okay. I can throw it against the wall if I want. Get those PCBs or whatever in there. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so <laughs> so uh, so let's begin then. Uh, I don't. Uh, you come once again. You're another one of these fantastic guests that come from my buddy Ed Uther. And uh, oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. He's got yes, me yes. some great folks, uh, and uh, and his Id Unleashed Productions, video production company. So uh, are you? You, you're a Long Islander originally? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm originally from uh, Long Island, Islip. Okay. 
All right, not um, not far from where we're uh, where I am today right now. So, oh really? Yeah, we're in Lindenhurst. Where where am I getting you from? Oh. In the city? Or... Yeah, I'm in Manhattan. Very now, nice. We're on the same train. That's right, the same train line. Right? <laughs> same so local. So uh, growing up out here, were you always? Uh, did you always want to be a performer? Was it from I, from little kid kind of thing or no? I'm, I mean, sort of. I, I I actually wanted to be a teacher when I was younger, um, and then. My sister, uh, I tell the story everywhere. My sister actually, she was, it was her senior year and they were doing Oliver, <laughs> the musical Oliver yes. at the high school. And she said, why don't you come and audition for it? And then we could do the show together. And so, um, and so I did. And then I realized that I could sing and uh, they, um, <laughs> they, I got called back for Oliver. Wow. And then I got the understudy for Oliver and then which was fine, but then later on, the the artistic director of like the our school and stuff said to my mother, they called me Bobby back then too. He was like, you know, uh, we love Bobby, but um, he was just a little too healthy looking to be an orphan. <laughs> I was like, I, no one, no one asked. <laughs> no one asked the reason. Yeah, you, you, how old were you at this point? Uh, probably around 11 or 12. So 11 or 12, you couldn't go on the, you know, the Christian Bale, Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, uh, starvation diet to get into the Oliver character. I mean, I guess I could, but that would, <laughs> that would suck. That would totally suck. <laughs> but ironically, I had one solo line in the show and it was just, just thinking of growing fat. That was my solo line. And I was like, well, then where's the logic here? <laughs> That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, you know what? That was the, I didn't have any uh, uh, drama program or anything at any of my school up until my senior year and our senior musical was Oliver. Oh, really? And I finally, finally, after all my years in school, finally got to be in the senior play and and uh, I, I got to do Fagin and Oliver. So that was pretty Oh, fun. see? See? Now that's, that's I, a memory. Because I didn't look healthy. That's exactly right. what they, they said. This guy is terrible looking so put the that coat on him so uh so at the age of 11 now your your first little uh, stage experience did it set the bug in you when does that when does it get you yeah that it actually got me kind of like straight off like i was i was kind of hooked with that and also my best friend was very into it at the time so then i was just kind of following along what he was doing and then I just, and then I just kind of kept going with it. I think, I think without even knowing it, it was the place where like, um, I felt very accepted mm. and felt, um, uh, I felt that there were more people like me right. around, you right, know? Right. And so that was, that was a big thing. Cause you know, like when you're in school, sports is a very big thing and I never did any sports. Um, and so this was kind of like an outlet. And so that's probably where it sparked from. I just enjoyed being. Was it always um, musical theater? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like a musical theater baby. Like that's my <laughs> that's that like I've done a few like TV things, but most of my stuff has been uh, purely theater and musical theater. So what is it about? Were you did you were you always a singer uh, uh, and performer type character? Or, or? Yeah, I think I think it was I think. I think it was singing, like singing just came naturally to me. Acting came a, came a little later on. I, I kind of, I, tra I trained in acting to get where, <laughs> to get passable. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but it, it, uh, singing I just had always done and I never really realized it. And I mean, <laughs> I was a, like when I was a kid, I used to, um, 
pretend I was Olivia Newton-John and Xanadu, <laughs> you know, like like any normal American boy. Of course. And, um, and like, but like, like that's, I, I, without even realizing it, I think I was doing stuff theatrically right. just by myself in my basement. Right. And when you did know? you, when did you get your first, like, did you do, I guess you coming up on Long Island, did you get into the kind of local Long Island theater type stuff? And Yeah, I mean, I was, I was actually still doing the local Long Island theater even when I was, uh, when I started doing this professionally and even when I uh, joined like the Actors Union, Actors Equity, that I was still doing some guest artist stuff on Long Island, but then that's how I met Ed. Yes, um, right. <laughs> and um, uh, that actually really helped to shape me and, and hone. I went, I also went to school at Hofstra. Right. Um, and that was, that was a huge, that was a huge uh, turning point for me as far as like performing and, and acting and stuff. Was so. that, was that your first sort of formal training as an actor or did you do, did you do classes and things before that or? Yes. No, no, that was like my, and I'm not, an, I'm not, an, um, it's terrible to say, but I'm not really a classes type of person. I, I, <laughs> I should, you know, I do take voice lessons and I've taken right. voice lessons, um, since I was younger. So that's something that I do, but I don't do as many acting classes as I should. Um, or could but yeah that was where i really got my formal training and because i don't think i really took anything at, singing wise i'd done up lessons forever but right. acting you know, i really started at hofstra well what people a lot of people don't uh know the general public doesn't know is uh especially in theater musical theater and straight dramatic theater they're a different animal sometimes and they have different inhabitants of those uh, of those places um you can talk a little bit about that. What is what? What do you? What did you find the difference in those two uh, things was? Well, the main difference when I do a straight show as opposed to a musical is I sweat like <laughs> a thousand times less. That, that's the main one. I love doing a straight show. It's it's like and it's I actually I I actually uh, like to act. I'm I'm always I'm usually hired for the comedic roles. Uh, which I'm not, that's been my meal ticket, so I'm not, but I love to get into the meat mm. of a role. And a lot of the times you can do that a little bit more with a play. So that's, that's not nothing that, I mean, that you, you always have to have truth in everything, but you know, with a lot of the musicals, you know, there's a dance break or there's, there's, <laughs> right. you know, fluffy dialogue or, which is also has its place too. I mean, that's actually what people really come to see. So right. I think that musicals get a get bad rap because of that, but it's really what everyone wants to go see. But uh, when I do theater, I just, I, I, I like, I, I'm able to just focus on, you know, the text. Whereas when you're doing a musical, you're, you know, you're like, oh my God, I have this costume change. It could be like a 30 second costume change. You're right. like, okay, I have to breathe during this <laughs> dance. They want me to dance again right. and I have to sing and breathe, you know? So there's a lot more that goes with it. I, 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 I tend to relax maybe a little bit more with a play. Right. You know, it's interesting. I, there's a, cause I've only done one musical in my life, uh, other than when I was in high school, but everything else was straight theater type stuff and, and film and things. And, um, and I remember I did a production where of a, of a Shakespeare play where I brought in an opera singer to do a, a bit, uh, an opening bit and his impression of the straight theater was like 
a straight theater person's impression of the musical theater. It was like, it's like, oh, so you guys are just having fun here. This is just a party. Right. So that was always yeah. my, my impression of musical theater. It's like, wow, everybody's having a blast, you know, and I'm sitting in the corner being an actor and they're all having a great time. <laughs> well, that's what I love when I come out the stage door and uh, people are like, you look like you're having so much fun. And sometimes, and I oh, I am, but a lot of the times I'll be like, well, that's what they're paying me to do. Right. So it is fun when they pay you. Right. It's a pretty good gig. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So at Hofstra, um, so first of all, uh, before Hofstra, um, were you, were you, was that when you were doing kind of the local stuff before you went to college or was it after what were you, when did you get on stage where you're consistently being on stage? Um, I, I was, cause, uh, um, uh, in probably in high school, I would consider like, that's when I started getting cause, um, Long Island, as I'm sure you know, has, has a lot of like kind of semi-professional theater right. where yeah, you get paid some things. sort yeah, of a right. stipend for it. And it's not really community theater. It's kind of in between. Right, right. And, um, and so that's when I started. I started that in high school. And um, I would mostly just get ensemble. I'd get a part here and there. But then um, as I, once I graduated from Hofstra, I started to get more roles. Okay. And um, would just, I would do Long Island theater and then audition in the city. Right. For, well, let's go Russia. back. So, all right. So that sets the frame a little bit. Let's go back to Hofstra. So what is the stuff that you're that they're teaching you there? What, is, what are the kind of craft things you're learning there? Well, at Hofstra, when I was there, I, mean, I think it's still, I, it was very focused on like um, the classics, Shakespeare, okay. Moliere, um, Brecht. Like I did, I mean, uh, that, that's I think where I also learned how to act sure. because they were doing all of these classic shows that were, um, that I'd never done, like Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I did our, our biggest thing when I was there, we did Mother Courage with Lainey Kazan. Wow. Which was epic yeah. in every, every, <laughs> every facet. But to do, that's Brecht, right? Is uh, Mother Courage? I think so, yeah. You're okay. Not they, like, the I, had never, I had never done anything like that before right. so that's that's the that's the they would do musicals every other year because those would really be the money makers right. i'm assuming sure. but they have the they have the shakespeare shakespeare festival every year right where they do a shakespeare they do a companion piece to the shakespeare i, I can't hofstra was one of the best times of my life it, yeah. I, it 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 absolutely trained me for going out into the world and doing this and were they were they giving you was it um uh uh acting courses drama courses were you learning uh you know how to do how to perform shakespeare you know the the argument and the and the you know iambic pentameter and all that stuff were, were they teaching you how to do that kind of stuff and as a as an acting craft there yeah they taught all of that in their classes and then there was acting one, acting two, on, on your feet, acting. And in, in fact, when I went there, you also, it was called like drama five or drama 55 or something. And you had to, every semester for maybe like five or six semesters, you you had to be involved with some sort of backstage. Okay, good. Aspect of it too, whether it be the uh, stage manager or costumes or set or something like that and and you had to do that as well as do your other on stage stuff which it, i think 
is essential for making you a well-rounded performer right. and respect everything going on around you. What was what were one of the what were one of the jobs of those that were, you, you developed a lot of respect for? I mean, what was the where uh, you went? Wow, this is what specific one that I remember was I did I loved doing costumes. I was I was in the costume shop a lot, <laughs> um, and I also did props. And I remember someone who was a f pretty good friend of mine <laughs> walked backstage and she handed me the problem. She's like, this doesn't work. And she threw it at me. She's like, I need something else. And I was like, oh, well, who's going to get it for you? You know, so, uh, but like you learn, you know, maybe, maybe going backstage and saying it at a different time <laughs> or saying it in a different way, right. you know, so it, it gets you, it gets you, uh, you know, uh, thinking about the world around you takes a little of the uh takes a little of the diva edge off of uh, uh yes. <laughs> yeah, once you have to go get somebody's that should be their model costume yeah. come to hofstra we'll take the diva edge <laughs> <right>. <laughs> all right well so i'll submit that along with the uh, official drinking <laughs> glass of hofstra <laughs> but i mean that was that was very it wasn't it, that was yeah. very um uh minuscule that was just something that stuck out in my head being like i this 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 must happen more than any of us are noticing and we probably wouldn't have realized it so quickly if we weren't put into these positions right. saying you have to you have to know all aspects of theater and what is the uh what is the experience both uh, before Hofstra, during Hofstra, and then as you're getting out, as you're performing all this time, what are those initial experiences with an audience in a live theater? What does that do for you? Like, wh when do you, is that the immediate thing? Is it, is it the energy of the audience that, that drew you right to the whole thing? Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, because it is exciting, but it's also terrifying. Really? You know, uh, or at least I find it terrifying. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's the highs and the the extreme, the extremes of everything. Right. It's exhilarating, and it's exhilarating. It's exhilarating when you finish and you've done it all, and it's this marathon. And you know, it's it's an ego boost yeah. as well. Right. But um, it's it is. I think it's. It, I think it's almost like the acceptance of an audience when you have them on your side right. and it's 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 such a thrilling feeling to me and especially with a packed house or a huge you know we i did uh phantom of the opera and we did we toured the country with it and we would play these houses that were five thousand seats <laughs> wow. you know and they'd be packed and, wow you know people just go nuts for the phantom so oh, absolutely it's wild to be it's it's an event yes. you know and that's it's i think it's i think it's maybe it's kind of being part of something that is bigger than you sure you know and it's also uh, i guess it, it fits into that uh that thing you described before about finding musical theater to begin with is there's a place where you're you you can you're accepted and you're and that audience is just another sort of extension of that whole thing. Which is funny because it took me a while to realize on stage you're trying to be a character <laughs> instead of being you, what you're bringing to this character. So it's kind of ironic that you're feeling this acceptance for being you, yet you feel like you have to, or at least for me, had to go out on stage and play a part instead of right. being a part. Right, but that is, in fact, that's where that truth comes from. It's, you know... Uh, 
a lot of people think actors are, 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 are you know, it's the artifice. It's the, they're playing a part. They got the funny nose of the costume or the accent or the limp or the whatever. But ultimately, <laughs> the truth of the character is is the actor themselves, the, their, exactly. their own sense, their own truth that they're bringing. And it's interesting that you got, it took you to get out on stage to get that. And then some, it took me years. I still don't know if I have it. <laughs> well, maybe we'll find some here. This will be fun. We'll see. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you get out of Hostra and, and are you still performing locally or, or now you're really starting to push uh, the auditioning and stuff in the city? I mean, both. I, uh, that's actually kind of the great thing about Long Island. It's so close to the city right. that I, I was living in the city, too, right. and auditioning. But I was still going back and forth and doing shows on Long Island because it's just so easy to get out to. So while I was auditioning for stuff, I was also doing what I loved. Right. And I was I was I, I was fortunate enough to not have to go do any survival jobs in between because I would get a job and then go do it and then do a little Long Island theater while auditioning and then get a job and then go do it. Oh, so, how cool is that? So you're, yeah, you're kind of paying your bills as a performer right off the bat. Yes, sort of, sort of, you know, like when you start off, like my family was, my parents were helping me out sure. as I started off. But, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to kind of go from job to job at the right out of Hofstra uh, right. from regional work. So for the, uh, for the young actor who's out there, who's doing, trying to do the same things, how did you do it? Did you get uh, representation? Are you picking up backstage? Are you all going to open calls? Like how did you get, go out go out and do the, the deed? All of those. All of um, those. And, but backstage back then was you, you know, was the was newspaper, paper. Yeah. was the rag That's right. that you got. And it came out on Thursday, or you could go late, late Wednesday. Sometimes I go late, late, right. you know, on Wednesday, and it would be out, and I'd get it first thing. And you, uh, I would circle sure. all the jobs that I wanted to go to, and and you you would either go and audition, or now everything's pretty much electronic, yeah. so you could submit electronically. And um, but I would do. They'd ask for picture and resumes, and you'd send those out in the envelopes and in the mail. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, I would. I I had. I had a few agents before I um, settled with an agent who I was with. Did you with get for. the uh, oh, what was that? what was the name of that? The Henderson labels, you know, where you'd get a oh, package of labels and, and it'd be like seven thousand yes. labels, and you'd send out all these, right? Yeah, I never did that, but a lot of my, or maybe I I might have done that once or yeah, twice. I think but we my, all tried some it. Of once. My friends were religious, right? At, doing and sending all that stuff. And for people that own that was it was like a, a, a service that what this woman did where it was all labels of all the agents and casting directors. You just yeah. fill out envelope after envelope of headshot and resume and send them out. And that's the catch 22 because you're trying to get an agent so that you could get in for stuff. But a lot of the times the agents want to see you in something. Right. So it's like, yeah. how do you, you, you know, you can't... I, I, some of the agents will audition you in their office or right. ask for a submission or a, of your work. So that's good. But it's, it's, I, I actually landed a, um, this was years ago. This is like right when I got out of school, I landed a children's theater gig, uh, not children's theater gig. Um, a children's video. I was the yes. I want to get never, into this because I saw well, some clips of this. Uh, this yeah, this, this it's it was called Drew's Famous Magical Jukebox. I still get someone wrote me on Twitter the other day asking me a, it's, about 
about something with that. It's sort of a it's sort of a Pee Wee's Playhouse vibe. (laughs) And I didn't know this until just recently. Um, The woman who played the there's a witch doctor part on there, and it's um, it's um, oh god. You do a little who's on first, which doctor? I said which doctor. Yes, which doctor. exactly. Wow, you really, you looked, really did, you did I, some deep dives. I, I looked at a couple of things, I'll be honest. What, one of my favorite comments from all of that was, um, like, if you look at the comments of what people wrote on YouTube, some one person wrote, I thought I dreamed this. <laughs> like, this was my childhood. I thought I made it up. Someone wrote, well, there's four minutes. I'll never get back again. <laughs> but, um... Uh, uh, fa- oh God! There's a famous comedian, and his wife is famous too. And she was the witch doctor on uh, that. Okay. And I didn't realize that until just recently. Wow! I, wish I remembered. I keep thinking Zach Galifianakis, but that's not what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it. We'll put it in here later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so. That um, so. You, how many of those did you do? It was like a like a half did, hour type thing, or how long? Was yeah, it? it was. I think. I think it's an hour each. Okay. And, um. Uh, we did two of them, so now so now it's a series. Um, but we did a dance along and a sing along, and they they shopped it around, you know, and no one picked it up. But um, they um, were also um, they said even if we don't get picked up, we're going to do you know seasonal ones. We're going to do a Halloween one, and we're going to do you know whatever like holiday right, ones right. and all that stuff. But that never came to fruition, which is. It's just part of the business. Oh, it's classic. It's and I, I looked like I said. I looked at a couple of them and I'm like, well, it's it's basically Pee Wee's Playhouse with the characters, all the different wacky characters that come on and, and right. So you got that before you got any major theatrical thing, right? Yes, and so yes, pretty much. I mean, I was working. I was working professionally regionally, right. but um, uh, the reason why I brought that up was because from that, I actually there just happened to the one of the producers, his wife, just happened to be an agent, a commercial agent for like one of the biggest agencies in New York. So I was with them for a while. Mm. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I got sent out on a lot of big things there. And then, um, and I got close to stuff, but I never got anything with them. And then that kind of dwindled off. And then I was with another big agency for a while. And you kind of, for me, it was kind of like you had to find your groove. And mm. then I was with my agent who I who I just who I just left who I adore I was with her for for quite a while for all right probably so, over 10 years. so let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of that pavement pounding actor when you're doing all these things tell the folks what this is like I mean you're going on an audition uh let's say it's a call for a musical or, or what you, you pick it you you pick one what is the day like you know what do you prepare what do you what's the room like you know explain what that's like for folks who don't understand it um now i'm trying to remember it done it for like a year um but I, you, you you know a lot of times especially before you you get uh become part of the union a lot of the times you're in a room with a thousand other people mm. and you're just auditioning um it's very quick sometimes preparing like usually, bars of music type of thing for usually get like th- either 32 bars or 16 bars is kind of standard and sometimes they'll come out and they'll be like do eight bars which for people who don't know that's nothing i mean you can't you can't you can barely 
get in the door with eight bars. Um, but that's the way it is. And it's just, for me, for me, which I didn't realize at the time, but for me, it's a little easier because I'm a character actor. So there is less of us and okay. they, they're, we're all different, but you're able to see us all in the same thing. So we kind of, we kind of travel in a pack. And explain, but, um, explain the, cause this is something actors run into all the time is you walk into a room and there's 10, 15 of you. Right. Which is, which for me, there's only, there's usually only like two or three of me. I remember my best friend who's, um, who, you know, she's a brunette and um, Caucasian female. And she's, I said to her, I was, I was like, oh my God, I went into this audition and there were like, I, I said this totally honest too. I said, I went into this audition and there were two other people who were just like me. And I was like, oh God. And she said, I go into a room and there's a hundred other people who are just like me. And I said, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Cloning it's, is real. But it is. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's the comp, the fact that anyone can get hired at all to me is, is, is a miracle. And it's something like 1% of actors, mm. something insane. 1% of actors are make it to Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's, there's a, there's something you have to develop, uh, about letting go so that you just go do your thing and go home. And if you hear, you hear, if you don't, you don't. And, and, and especially if you're doing it like you did all constantly, that's a muscle. Yeah, You you would think that eventually (laughs) that would happen, but I still, to this day, I will see the cast list if it goes out on playable or something. And still there's a part of my brain, even though I'm seeing the full cast, there's still a part of my brain. That's like, well, I wonder if they're going to need someone to cover this role. Have they, have they already gotten those? Well, I haven't even gotten a call back for it. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to let go. Yes. So that's, is. that's a skill in and of itself. Right. Well, luckily you've had some experience with props and costumes, so you can always do that. So, you know, I know, I know. Back to your I really training. Let go in every aspect. Of so uh, at what point, how long are you kind of, working i i looked at uh, uh some other stuff that had sent along you did some touring where you were touring the world you know you got to at, at what point does that come into your life is that is that early on in this process I mean, yeah I, I think one of the first jobs that i got my fr- actually my first professional job was a truncated version of um midsummer night's dream and we toured around in a bus like a truck <laughs> with the set oh, wow. and uh and we we'd go to the schools and it was across the country wow. you'd go to the schools you'd put up the set wow you'd do the show and then you'd take it down pack the van wow. and then you go to the next wow yeah. it's like uh, it's like minor league ball like what like what are you what's what's the vi- what's the what's the vibe like with the folks on that in the team you know like what What's the schedule I, like? You know, every day you get up and you're in the car and you're, what is that about? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. Since I've done that. <laughs> but um, it's, I'm trying to remember. It's, you get, a, and, and it's always for the school. So you're, the fun part is you're not doing anything at night. So you can kind of go and, right. you know, enjoy yourself that way. And um, we would do it for the school. So we'd, I think we would have the weekends off. So we would, 
probably just go to our next destination and wow. stay there for a couple of days. But you would get up in the morning around, you know, six or seven, you get ready, go into the school, you'd have to get like the badges and then go in, <laughs> set up everything. And, um, and then do the show. Sometimes we would have a Q and a after mm. with the kids, which was wow. always fun. And yeah. what an experience. I mean, that I would imagine that it's, that's kind of stuff informed you for all the stuff you do later, just the, just the different cities and the different, and just the grind of it. Yeah. I mean, it also informed me that I would Never literally do, do anything to act <laughs> and perform. Right. There was one, one horrific, I didn't even get this job, but I auditioned for, it was an inflatable production of the wizard of Oz. Inflatable. And yeah. You would go to malls and blow up the set <laughs> and then do the Wizard of Oz there, I think. And you had to call to make an appointment. So I called to make an appointment and um, their daughter apparently answered and said, uh, hold on. And she's like, mommy, daddy, there's a call. And, and they came on there like, okay. And I took the appointment. Oh my God. And then I went to the audition and there was no, there was no one, there's no company, no, no one playing the piano for you. <laughs> But you had to sing and they wanted you to do a monologue from a show and so you did the monologue and then they said okay um and it was a close a lot of these audition rooms are super sure. close and they said okay well we want you to sing and if you feel awkward you can turn to the window and sing to you know like downtown manhattan and i was like well i didn't feel awkward until you, you said <laughs> so you don't feel awkward so that i felt almost obligated to turn to the window so um i sang i got rhythm to 39th street that's beautiful wow yeah. and then i didn't get the job amazing for man inflatable inflatable wizard vase yeah. you know that validates uh, my theory of doing uh, a bouncy castle richard the third one day so uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully i'll get perfect. to do it and just watch out for the swords <laughs> that's right um, but, um, but also but then, see, that's kind of like a mind, a mind effort, as they call it, um, because you're thinking, I auditioned for this show, or at least I was thinking, I auditioned for this show that I didn't even want to do, but right. I wanted to feel, I wanted to be employed and I wanted to get something. How am I going to, how am I going to, you know, reach a dream to, to go get to a Broadway show right. or do a Broadway show, which was what my dream was? Mm -hmm. um, how how is that ever going to happen? So I think a lot of people probably get stalled or derailed or say, "Well, this is not for me," you know. Right. Um, well, what uh, what's the magic sauce? What did what did you do? How did you do it? I I probably because I'm not good at anything else, <laughs> so there was nothing else. It's like no, I mean, I think I kind of, in spite of myself, just w had enough faith in myself, even though it didn't feel like it. Right. Right, yeah. right, right. So what is the, before we get to where Broadway finally comes into the, into your life, uh, um, didn't you, you did tour, uh, like the world with, with other stuff and, and regional type and, and off Broadway type stuff. Correct. Am I wrong? Yeah, well I did. Uh, this was, this was later, this was closer to my one. Uh, this is when I was really in it professionally. Okay. This is about five or six, um, six or seven years ago. I did hairspray. Okay. for uh royal caribbean cruises wow. and we um we um 
Uh, I'm so sorry. My my son is in the other room and he's uh, it's something he's crying and I don't know why. Um, but um, we we toured. Feel free um, to do, get do what you got to do. Uh, it's not not a problem. He's he's fine. His dad's in um, with him. But we toured the um, you know we toured uh, we went to Jamaica. We went to the Caribbean. Wow. But then for the last month or so of the tour, we went to uh, Italy and Spain. Oh wow! And that was super fun. That was super. That was awesome and um, you're and you're on a, it's it's a it's a cruise ship so you're on you're on the ship it's day and night and then you do like you get time to do port a call and get out and do something or and oh work. yeah well also you know a lot of times with the cruise ships this is another figure as a as an actor a lot of times the acting comes last yeah um on a cruise ship you're you have other duties that you're um a lot of times that like swap the deck like what are they (laughs) not not so much swapping the deck uh you have to maybe run you know the shuffleboard or really bingo like some of the people in hairspray were um they did um this thing on like deck seven where they went around as woodland creatures, you know? So like (laughs) you have to do other things. Oh, that's wild. But I, the, I was, I played, um, Edna, the mother and and Tracy, Tracy and I were on a contract where we were basically hired as headliners basically. And you just do that job. Okay. And we did a cabaret called, um, Tracy and Edna unmasked because you know, (laughs) you're in drag um but that was it and so for us Mm. we would do three shows a week at the very beginning of the cruise sometimes depending on what week it was we'd do two shows Mm. and then we were off wow for the rest of so we had plenty of time to go sightseeing we saw all of italy all of spain and barcelona i mean it was incredible and what were these what was the contracts like like how long you're out, out doing these tours uh, you're on. You're in rehearsal for like a, about a month and change, and then we were on. I think the in the entirety of the contract was about nine months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. that being said, a cruise ship, if you get the right gig, which this was the right gig, <laughs> is a very lucrative job. Like wow. We I had we I we had just gotten married. We needed to get some money sure. back, and we got, you, you know, that was a that was a very helpful job. That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's something that I don't think a lot of performers know too much about. You know, uh, is that whole that whole uh, 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 genre of of stuff is going out on 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 a cruise ship and doing that kind yeah. of stuff. It, and they're doing more. You know, cruise ships used to be more. Um, uh, kind of like variety shows and reviews. Right, right, yeah. And they started more and more, you know, they did Chicago uh, on one of the cruises. They did After Midnight, which was on Broadway, which the, I think the director and choreographer who won the Tony for that set it on the cruise ship as well, <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And um, so, the, you know, they're getting a lot of like big sure. names. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens to that industry now as we get out of this uh, whole mess that we're in. But I'm sure uh, once we turn the corner on this, performers like you I mean, there's going to be a, a just a hunger to get to see live oh, performance again to, i hope so i yeah, hope so i think so i think it's a pent-up thing that'll eventually it'll explode for for artists and performers and yeah so your dream is broadway 
and you're a working actor and you're plugging around, let's get to let's get right to that. When, when does that how and when does that start to look like it's materializing into something real? Well, I'm you know, for for years, it kind of was I was getting called back for stuff and I was getting in for stuff and um and i was you know i was doing one of the one of well my first big show was off broadway at the um at the land that's was this was years ago as well at the lambs theater Theater, uh, did um which is i think it's now defunct but it's it's i i think like you know that it was historic mark twain used to go in right right there and um and uh i did my first gig the prince and the pauper there um and like we did the cast recording mm, it was wow. the original cast all of that so that was that was back in i think 2000 so that was a while away. so when you're when you're in that production are you thinking this is gonna go this is going there or or are you just sort of i mean i, I know there was talk of it i think actually if i'm not mistaken i think it was it was um poised to go to Broadway and 9-11 happened. Uh, so I think, you know, that obviously changed everything, yeah. you know, changed the direction of it. But then they, they um, steered it to the lambs, which it actually ran for like two years. So, I mean, it had a pretty successful right. run off Broadway. Um, but I don't think, I, I don't think anyone really thought, because when they brought it to the lambs, they truncated it. Mm. It was a huge show and they truncated it to about 12 people. So we were, <laughs> right. you know, I was three different characters. Um, and so I don't think we thought it was going to, and that's kind of like, not, it, you know, when you're doing a show off Broadway, it's not, to me, it's like, that's like a dream to, to transfer, but most of the shows don't. So I think yeah. you're kind of just hoping for the constant employment. Right, you right, know, that's, right. <laughs> but, um, and then, and then, you know, then I work regionally and then I got, and then I auditioned for, this is one that I was wondering if we were going to bring it to Broadway. Um, I auditioned for, it was a musical version of 101 Dalmatians. Wow. Um, but it was based on the book, not the movie. Okay. And, um, and I did that and Jerry Zachs, um, was the director who's he's wow. like yes. a huge director, yes. you know, a Legendary. Broadway director. Yeah, right. Um, and so that was very exciting. That I think was that I think was probably like the turning point for me, where I was uh, I was I was one of the one of Cruella's henchmen. So <laughs> we had our own song. They wrote a song. It was a new musical, so they, they I don't even think they wrote the song that we sang until I was cast because wow. they wanted to know both right, people. Sure you know, what their dynamic was together. So what's that, what's leading up to that experience? What's that like when you know, uh, you know, who's involved, you know, what your shot is like, what is your, what's in your head at that point? Well, that's, I mean, that's when it's so big (laughs) that you're like, okay, well, I'll just go in for this and whatever. And then you end up getting it. And, and what's hilarious is I inadvertently, I was going, there are two, both of the brothers, there's one that's kind of like gruffer and there's one that's kind of like more simple. And I was going in for the simpler character, but, and I did the research on it too. I thought I was going in for the other brother. And so I did the entire scene like the other brother. And then, (laughs) and then Jerry comes up to me. He's like, darling, darling. He was like, that's great. That's great. He's like, I can tell you're a good actor. I can tell you, you know what you're doing. He was like, but 
your character of the two of them, your character is the simple. And I and I and I literally was like, ah. So, I mean, that's that's the character right there. That's great. so. That's so. Great. I did that, and then um, and then we went from there. But that one was super unique too because we did it everyone who was not a dog you there were human dogs and there were dog dogs but everyone who was not a dog we did it on stilts because <laughs> wow. it was in the view of the oh, wow. it was in the view of the dog yeah wow and there were actual dogs yes oh, i don't think be... they we didn't start off with actual dogs but then i think they were like let's bring in dogs because everyone loves kids and dogs oh yeah so except they unless, you're, kids, unless so. you're working with them on stage and which is exactly. that's my question is there's dogs running around the hell is that about? I loved it though, because I'm a huge dog person. So there was a scene where we were supposed to be carrying them out in the back while Cruella DeVille was in the front, you know, trying right. to, um, you know, sing something while we were taking them off. And I was loving it because I, I got the whole <laughs> So, all right. So now you're in it. And I assume for that audition, even though you picked the wrong brother, you didn't have to sing out the window, which was good. You, Correct. You, we've moved past singing. Right. Yes, yes. I've graduated from singing out the window. <laughs> Although I'm not 100 percent sure I would not do it now if someone asked. That's me, right. Depending uh, on who. So, um, is that uh, that's that's not a tour thing. That's not where you're starting out of town, kind of a thing, is it? Or yeah, yeah. We it was a new musical that was kind of like an out of town tryout. Okay. And we started. I think we started in Minneapolis. And we went all the way around, and then we then we closed in at Madison Square Garden, the theater. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so that was huge. So, uh, do you like that experience? Do you like the whole? I mean, you've you've ended up doing it in different uh, um, inc incarnations throughout your career. This traveling, sort of circus, you know, thing is. Do you do you like that? I do. It's not really. I mean, it's not. Not that there's anything wrong with the circus. No, I, I, it doesn't I'm, feel circusy. Okay. It it feels like your life, you know, because I've done it for so long too. Um, it's it actually, I do like it. There are you know there are there are pros and cons to everything. I do, I do love it because I actually love seeing the world. I hmm. love you know you stay in different places. Um, the theaters that you play are historic. Like sure. we played the Fox Theater in um, Georgia and um, the Boston Opera House. You know, there are these theaters that have such history and, and they're amazing. And so that part of it is amazing. And like I said, um, the theaters across the country, you know, Broadway is so huge in your head, but the theaters aren't that enormous, right, you know, right. comparatively. Right. So you go to a theater in you know oklahoma city and right. it's this five thousand seat theater and all and it's all filled and wow. there are tears and it's pretty spectacular what is I, the going to the different theaters i think is the big what is the feeling what was the biggest house can you remember the biggest house? Well, probably you, i like you mean the seat what you know capacity probably what? like 5055 5, wow yeah so when you're you're First of all, when you walk into that theater uh, pre-show, are you thinking to yourself, "Jesus Christ, what the?" You know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. It's it's, and, but the good thing is, is you also that's the fun part of it too. When you get to a new theater on tour, you go in, you um, you get the lay of the land. Mm. You know, um, 
you get to see the theater, you get to walk around. On mm -hmm. my Phantom, my entrance, my first entrance was in the front of the theater, mm -hmm. like in the audience. Right, so right. I had to find my track what what way around. So that was very, that was always very cool going to a new theater. So, and that and it's, but it is hard. It is hard being away from the family. Sure. You know, I would have, you know, I would have my family come visit me and, <laughs> and, and also the thing about theater, like for example, Phantom, th that show was so huge that we would always have two days off, if not three. So we would have Monday, Tuesday off, or we'd have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. So you, we'd fly back, come home for a wow. couple days, and okay. then fly, you know, back to wherever the theater was. So it's doable, and also it's just, it's that that to me was the best. That's one of the best jobs in the business if you're doing theater. You know, getting a show like Phantom right. or The Lion King or Wicked, something that is Laura Lame is something that's long running that people sure. go nuts over. That's right. that's part of the dream. It's hard to leave. So fa the the Phantom tour though for you came after your your Broadway debut, right? So we're gonna get a day I'll, after. I'm gonna circle <laughs> I'm gonna circle back to that. But just to finish on some of the audience vibe stuff, the energy of that amount of people is it, and and the different cities are the audiences different like even in in a regular run friday night's different than saturday night and but when you go to different places do you notice a difference in the reception in the in what hits what lands what doesn't land um i don't think there's any specific day like as far as a like you know a wednesday as opposed to a saturday right well aside but, from the days i mean just the the actual cities that the, the, the different places are do, do the same jokes land do the same songs get the same response in oklahoma that they do in yeah i would say pretty much especially with phantom not the fan not the phantoms a laugh riot right but exactly. you know like you know the songs it's hard for phantom because it's so iconic sure that people just you know it's it's so steeped into the fabric of musical theater right, that right. everyone knows the music of the night and the right. phantom of the opera and so it would yes i would say i would say it was pretty much for for at least phantom across the boards like whatever city we went to the reaction was pretty much the same and the wall of sound that comes at you from wow. the end wow when um when you're bowing is crazy wow that's intense I think that's the biggest thing with having the theaters across the country that are so enormous that when they're showing you how much they love the show, it's it's just ferocious, you know, in a good way. Do you get, uh, you mentioned coming out of the stage door earlier, do you get the chance to do that ever where you, where you see audience members? Do you get fans, for instance? Do people talk to you about things? Like oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, everywhere. Like, you know, there was one woman who came to, who came to see Phantom 99 times. Oh, uh, it was crazy. <laughs> and I have a little Lego of me, of my character that uh, was made. And I have a doll of me that was made of um, when I did, when I did uh, my Broadway show right. um, as well. So, and so, and you have artwork, wow. you know, people now follow you on Instagram and on, and Facebook, which is very cool. And, and they'll tag you in something wow. or they'll draw something and tag you in it. Or, you know, there's a lot of fan art. Wow. Know? That's, that is pretty cool. That's gotta be, yeah. that's gotta feed the dream, uh, uh, quite a bit to see that. Yeah. Kind of and it's also nice that, uh, especially nice that you can 
reach people like that. I yeah. think that's probably the main reason why I do this or why it's been the constant in my life is because you're, you know, I feel like you're reaching people. What do you think? What do you think is happening there? What's the, what's the role of the artist reaching to that audience? What do you I think th it's just the connection of the live theater experience. I think you're very exposed when you're up there. You're, you, you know, you're kind of, if you are doing it truthfully, you're giving, you're giving who you are up there. So I think they probably feel a connection to you. Mm. Like they know you, right. you know? So I think, and I don't think that's very far off either. You know, I think they are getting to know you because um, if you're doing it honestly or as honestly as possible, that's, that's, that's probably about as close as, <laughs> they probably know me better than some of my friends know. Me. But, you know, but that's a, it's a very true, I feel like, Theater is a very truthful, as even even as broad and as fabricated as it can be, it, at the heart of it, it's a very truthful um, career. Sure, I mean that's the that's our job, right? I mean we want to uh, we want to share some essential part of the human experience with other humans in a way that they don't necessarily get to do every day. Exactly, really I think that's actually a great point because it's something fantastic coal to them right. you know what i mean right. it's something it's something so not overblown but it's something so enormous that they're able to be a part of right it's hyper real but right. underneath it there's a truth a human truth that that they can uh, identify with yeah. it's like oh that's me i felt that way i whatever the song whatever the performance if it's true that it resonates and especially in live theater you have all those other people you're sharing it with all yeah. at the same exact millisecond. And also because it's live, there are different things that happen in different, you know, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times something has happened where I'm like, Oh my God, you know, you do something or, you know, I, and I feel terrible because there are, there are these recordings that, you know, you have so many bootleg recordings. <laughs> if someone's having a bad night right. or if, you know, that's that's played and you know multiplied fifty thousand times. Right, right. I was like that poor person, but what a horrible night. But isn't know? there there is also something to the um, the live performance that it is different for you as yeah. a performer that there you know the truth of that moment is exciting because you know the the glass didn't land quite the way it did. The you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I think it's the best of both worlds because I love something i i like having order in my life <laughs> so if you're doing a show a long running show and you're doing it over and over and over again you have that order but it's different every night because you're different every night right like, you know like theaters, that's what it is yeah and that's that's the the juice of it all right so let's get you to broadway and then we'll talk a little bit more about just uh, what you're doing now and everything so what what was it let's get that moment where you're where you're going up for you're you're going up for what you know is going to be a uh, a Broadway piece, and, what, and is this Finding Neverland? Or do I have that right? Yeah. Okay. It so. was for Finding Neverland, and it actually came in a roundabout way because um, my friend uh, or an acquaintance actually at the time, um, his name is Josh Lehman. He he was doing Finding Neverland at the time, and we're very similar types, and we had met maybe like. 15 years ago 
and we were both auditioning for something and he gave me his side you know the what you read mm-hmm. your dialogue off of right for anyone who doesn't know yeah it's a, it's a piece um, of the script yeah, yeah a piece of paper yeah this piece of the script and uh he uh, they changed the side right before i went in and the casting director said do you have it i said oh no i didn't get it and then Josh was right there and he was, and he said, I have it. He said, I just went in and it's highlighted. I was like, oh, thanks. And he said, hey, I'm Josh, by the way, I see you at these auditions. And, you know, I just wanted to introduce myself. And I said, oh, hi. So we like kept in contact. And then um, during, I got a message from him out of the blue that said, hey, I'm doing Finding Neverland right now. And I got, he got another like three week thing at City Center um, doing, doing a show there. And he said, I'm leaving just for three weeks. And he said, are you at all interested? And if you're interested in being submitted for this, you know, I can like put in a good word for you or whatever he said, Uh, you know, my agent would still have to submit me and stuff. And so, um, you know, he's like, it's only three weeks. Are you interested? I was like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, so I was like, yeah. And then I submitted for it and I, and I went in for it and then I got called back and then um, there were about four of us or five of us. And we went to the callback and we danced first. Mia Michaels was the choreographer. So she came in and she, um, and she, we had uh, her assistant teaching us the dance, but she came in and observed us all and then left. And then we all went in one by one and sang and did our, um, and did our readings of the scene. And then I left and we all you know it's like you you just don't know i just didn't know you know a lot of there are some times that you for phantom i went in and i was like that felt really good right you know but this one i was like that felt good but i just don't know right and then i went out with a friend and we were at we went we went to go get a drink and I'm looking at my phone, I look at my phone, they're like, it'll never ring if, if you look at it. And I put it down and it rang and I looked at it again. It was my agent. And so I was like, Ugh, and I ripped the phone out of the wall. I had it plugged in. And she, and she said, so they want to know how to move forward with you. Um, I'm just trying to get to the, you know, the, uh, to see what they're talking about. So I'm like, oh my God. So wow. it wasn't maybe like 10, 15 minutes later. I was, we, we went, my friend was like, let's change location. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that'll change the vibe, you know, like, and, and, and you'll get the call or whatever. And so we went to one, another bar, we we're going to get one more drink and we're crossing 49th and 9th. I looked up because my agent called and I, I picked up the phone. I was like, yeah. And she goes, you're going to Broadway. Wow. <laughs> so that was, that was, it was very exciting. That is that super exciting. entire experience was every, everything I, I dreamed about. That's what happened. Wow! So the so the magic trick is change bars in the middle. I mean, that's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So all right, so you get it. Um, what's uh, what's day one? Oops! Hey, did I lose you? You're still there. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're good. Okay. So so uh, you know day one. Is it, uh, what's the first thing they do? And is it, is it a costume fitting? Is it a rehearsal? Is it a, what's the deal? Well, that was, well, what was funny was um, the, what the, the, it happened so quickly 
you have to, first of all, you have to, you get, you, you're, you, they say an offer is coming and it could take a couple of days because it has to go, it has to go through everyone right. to sign off on it. And then they call you sure. for, with the official offer. But once the official offer came, it was like a few days of me being like, <laughs> and then the official offer came and it was like, boom, 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 boom. And within, within a half an hour, I had to get in my headshot and, and um, my headshot, my bio, and the stage manager call, called me. Actually, like, let me let me stop you right there. Just back up a second. So uh, in that process, you know, you're going, you got to, you're going to Broadway. Do you, are you telling your agent, I don't care what you got, you know, like what, when this offer process is going, do you even care what she's doing, or like, are you like just get this? Oh, done? you mean like negotiating? Yeah, like. Oh get... yeah, I was literally like, if they want me to pay them, <laughs> oh, let's do it. Okay. You know, all right. Okay. <laughs> like that's it's so funny because there was as far as that went. I mean, it was my first time, so I was like, there was no negotiating. Exactly, that's what like, I would be. Whatever thinking. you want, right? I'm good with. All right, so they get you. Uh, uh, you within uh, immediately, you got to send in bio, all that stuff. That's where I left. Yeah, it. and then the stage manager called and said, "Could you come in tomorrow for a harness fitting and for costumes?" Because I flew <laughs> in the show. Right, Peter Pan, right? It's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that was kind of the gag of Act Two. The curtain came up, and I and I was supposed to be um, John, uh, whoever the li the little the littlest the littlest Peter um, right, Wendy Michael John. I think I was whoever the littlest. <laughs> right. was. That's what I was supposed to be. And so the joke of it is that I was flying, and we were in rehearsal. Oh. So I got fitted for the next day. I got fitted for the, I got the offer on a Friday. On Saturday, I got fitted. Wow for everything wow. and then that tuesday i started rehearsal so you walk first of all you're you're living in the city right at this point yeah how'd you get to the theater i did walk you walk to the theater and then once i was on broadway i took cab <laughs> but <laughs> but you walk to the theater and you're walking into your first broadway rehearsal for every actor out there who's uh, has that dream what is that you're walking up to first of all what theater was it uh, it was at the Lundfontein, Lundfontein which is a classic theater to begin with. Right. Um, and I just walked through the stage door and <laughs> it was like everything I ever dreamed of. You know, of course, before I go in, I'm taking pictures outside the <laughs> stage door and um, and just walking in there was just so exciting. And what's crazy is it doing doing a broadway show is very much like doing any anything else i'd ever done regionally because it's the same it, to me it's the same vibe backstage it's the on stage that's that's more to me in what way in what way what what is the what is it because it's you know it's it's business as usual when you go back there right. you know it's a business so when you go back there i found the stage manager they brought me to where i needed to go you know um I, I met people. I um, I I was I you know you walk backstage. You were on the stage, right. um, and and that's the way it is. Just any job I've ever done. You know, when you're going into tech or whatever, you you find the stage manager. You find out where you have to go. You da, da, da. so all of that was all of that was even the rehearsal process was i think it was a week and a half which is and what and your typical rehearsal process is sort of like a monday to friday nine to six kind of whatever. more like monday like monday to saturday like 10 to 10 to 6 yeah right right but going out on stage you say is the difference oh to me it was there is nothing like performing on broadway wow what enlighten me what what 
It's, I mean, I don't know. I, ju I just think I had waited so long for it and it was just this dream that I was in. I was, I was also in the show where I was very heavily featured. My, my role was featured. Sure. Um, I had an, I had a role. I had solos and lines. Like right. I had a character. I had laughs. You know, right. um, it was, it was, it was. I had thirty people in the audience that, um, <laughs> who I, you know, were my family and friends on opening night. So right. that was just. It, it. There's just something. There's just something special. I don't know whether it's the tradition or the history or the, the the dream hmm. that you're actually living the dream that right. you dreamed was there on team and um but it's <laughs> right. it's like this exciting it's exciting every single night and they do like a saturday night on broadway thing where i would do videos saturday night on broadway and mm. a lot of the times people would you know i did it with um kelsey Grammer was in it wow. so he ever he'd have a every once in a while he'd have you know a party in his dressing room on saturday night <laughs> and he'd he, one party he had was because Finding Neverland is in London, so he had cucumber sandwiches, uh, and it was you know it's just you do a lot of fun things that do, are tra traditionally. Do you have a Broadway chance? Things. Do you have a chance to share, especially with somebody like a, a like a Kelsey Grammer, just sort of war stories and things, and get pick up fun anecdotes when you're working and. Yeah, actually. Um, I love Kelsey Grammer. I think he's a, he's, uh, and I think everyone who's done, cause he did Lacage as well on Broadway. And I have friends who did that, who, who love him. Uh, he's just, he's just a really, really good guy. And um, we, we, he and I would be at the top of act two for, for the, the scene where I had to get into my harness and the thing. And um, uh, he and I sometimes would sit backstage and talk and he'd, he'd ask me what I was doing next. Right. You know, and there was, I was, I'd always be, because I was, I was in and out of Finding Neverland because I was a, I was kind of a vacation sub. Sure, right. So I would go in and out of it, right. um, which was great. But then eventually I ended up taking over the role, which was also amazing. Um, and then I closed the show on Broadway, which is an entirely different conversation. Wow. Um, but I would, Kelsey and I would sit and talk. And, uh, you know, he was just very interested in, what I was doing, you know, he's like, what are you doing after this? Cause I, I was leaving, sure. you know, again. And I was like waiting for the phone to ring and um, for, waiting for them to ask me back. Mm. And, and he was like, you know what I would do? And he was like, and he would say, he told a story about whenever he would finish something, he would go off on his motorcycle and he would, he would just go, go somewhere kind of, and unrelated to anything he was doing just to kind of decompress right. and that, and he'd come back and he's, you know, I'm sitting here, he's telling me this story. And then at the end of it, he's like, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Right. But he, he was very, he was very cool. And, um, he was, he so was, uh, to... he was changing bars, you know, he was just going from one bar. Exactly. To the exactly. He was the equivalent of just going from one bar to another. That's right. That's that's all and that, kids, is how you get your Broadway debut. <laughs> so, so uh, you had thirty people in there. So for your whole life, uh, you know, all the way through, family was always supportive. You know, very supportive. Like the, thankfully, yeah, and and that that makes a huge difference. And it, it makes all the difference in the world, I think, because I probably, you know, and for a lot of it, I probably couldn't afford to keep doing it yeah. if they weren't helping me. You know, kind of get the training wheels off. Right. You know, as as I was trying to and luckily i was able to i was able to take 
any job that came to me. Whereas, you know, a lot of my friends when we were younger, they couldn't take a job that, especially when you're auditioning and you're non-equity, sometimes the pay is nothing next to nothing. Right. So you can't afford it sometimes. Did they get to, uh, really share in the victory of that dream the way you did? did? Did they get to see all the stuff? Yeah, I mean, my dad my dad had um, had passed away about 15, 20 years before that. Um, but my mom and my aunt hmm. were able to come. And they came twice. And um, they came on closing. So that was very exciting. So just briefly on that, you said it's a whole other conversation. We're going to wrap up in a couple of minutes. But uh, what was it? What was why is closing the show what's was there a special thing about yeah that actually i've never i've never been a part of first of all they were selling tickets outside for a thousand dollars a ticket wow whereas like the day before you could have gotten you know like a ticket in the mezzanine for 40 bucks but it's that closing night show and it's 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 kind of like a rock concert you would come on stage and people would scream And then Matt Morrison was the, was played the J.M. Barry role. And he came on stage and people would go out of their minds. And then another character would come on stage and people would scream. And, and, you know, we, we all came on stage and they scream. It was just, it was, it was just something that was an event. And I'm sure you didn't expect it. I, yeah, no. (laughs) And I mean, I don't I can't even remember if I've ever seen a last show on Broadway, but I didn't, I certainly didn't expect it to be like that. that wow. Was, yeah. So in the Kelsey Grammer vein, uh, before uh, we wrap it up, what, what is next? What are, what are you looking to do now? Are there things you want to do? Are there, are there roles you'd love to play aside from maybe whatever's actually on your burner or, you know, what are the dreams now? I mean, now it's so funny because now being in the, um, uh, we, this quarantine world it's kind of like what are your dreams but i'm 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 currently with a new agency who i love um and there's a lot more tv stuff starting up before theater is right so i'm going in for some of that i think i think the goal is just to kind of like you know i we, my husband and i we have a newborn son now mm. so i think the goal is to kind of i would love stability wise um to get something here that's kind of more permanent right, you right, know right. in one of the almost like longer a running shows regular job like a network episodic or something where you're yeah so i mean yes that that would be but in the theater world you know something right. something like a phantom or like the lion king's been running forever something that's a lo- i mean you know and i'd love to do a new work as well but i think i think longevity is uh mm. it's something longevity is something i never thought of when I was younger until you because, have a family and then yeah, no, we have a family and I'm like, Oh, okay. I've got to pay for some of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, last couple of things. So what would, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, kids like you who, uh, who started out the same way and especially out where, where, uh, where we started, uh, on long Island and, and, and everywhere else in the country, Oklahoma and Texas and everywhere else that have that dream. Uh, what is it? What do you, what, what, what's the advice? What, what do you tell them to do? I, um, is it just tenacity? Is it just, what is it? It is tenacity, but a big part of it for me was if, if you, if you 
if you if this is something you really want to do you know there's going to be so many people who are going to tell you you can't mm. i mean i can't even tell you the amount of people that you know you, you not everyone has to like you you know but if you find that person who does you know you're going to get a lot more no's than yeses more than likely but then you step into a room and someone like jerry zacks <laughs> says him that's the one i want so i think it's just have have a thick armor because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh you know there there's a lot of bullets being <laughs> shot. sure sure but it's 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 just 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 stay true to who you are right and just be as honest as possible this is my advice this is really my advice okay. be who you are because because for so long, I always tried to emulate, you know, Nathan Lane or, um, you know, Zero Mustel. Sure. And only you, that's, that's just a fabrication. Only you can bring who you are. So find your quirks mm. and make them, uh, you know, bring them to the forefront. Don't hide them. Be, be, who, be who you are. Be so uniquely you that, you know, like no one else. Right. You're just going to be known. And I think the lesson with you to return to that original theme is as you do that, if you start to have your antenna out for the circles that accept that you, you know, the ones where you go, oh, I fit with this, these people, I fit here. And you start to build this sort of team around you so that the people who are telling you you can't do it get minimized and the people who right. tell you you can get maximized. And I won't want to because they exist and and a lot of times there are people who can give you some beneficial advice you know there are there are times along the way too where i would get offended that someone said something but they were really trying to help me i was like well sure. they were right about that you know if they were critiquing a performance or saying something about me so also be open be be easy to work with and be open that's a huge thing right well, my friend, I really appreciate you taking this time. Uh, it's uh, it's a world I I don't know much about uh, as far as the, uh, the 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 touring and the live theater and the, the intricacies of all that. And and uh, it's always inspirational to see somebody who, you know, who started, you know, sort of where a lot of us started and had the dream to get to a certain place and then walked out on that stage and had that dream come true. So uh, that's impressive. I hope everybody out there who hopefully listens or watches gets gets a little of that magic rubbed off on them and uh walks from one <laughs> I hope to the so. next. that's my dream to rub some magic <laughs> off on people all right awesome <laughs> thanks so much i appreciate thank it thank you so much this is fun all right ed come say hi Ed's, oh, yeah. Ed's gonna come around and say hi here there he is he's coming Jonesy, so good to see you <laughs> so good ed what are you doing back there he's uh we're, we're live cutting the cameras so ed's ed's actually monitoring the From audio the guy in the booth he's cutting oh it, boy yeah, yeah it's yeah, a whole production so look at you but uh been a long it's time happened. hopefully i'll get to see you in person again before too long yeah you so probably probably at the stage door i'll be <laughs> right. waiting for you <laughs> and if i see you I'll hopefully say hello. Ed. Good, good. It'd be nice if you want to sign something. That's 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 fine too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So good seeing you. Thanks, Rob. Thank, Thank you so much. much.